Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, thank you very much, Gary. Appreciate it. It's 835 on this Thursday morning, second day of November 2023. And we are glad you're listening to us, waking up with us here on News Radio WRVA. For everybody who took the journey to Hopewell for Politics and Pints, Part 7, the Southside Edition at the Beacon Theater. It was great to see you in person last night. Man, I they opened the balcony and even that was full last night. So it was really close to a sellout. In a pretty big theater, so thanks to everybody who came. It, it, and then I hung around for about an hour, hour and a half afterwards. Alonzo was like, we got to go. Do you want to come on? Come on, go. I'm like, these are the people. These are the fans. These are the listeners. i got to stay and talk to them. So my voice is given out today because I stayed around for another hour and a half, but I really enjoyed hearing from everybody. So thank you uh, to everybody who listens to this program, of course. Uh, but if you bought tickets and you came to Politics and Pints, it was a great, great night with uh, former Virginia Governor Doug Wilder. I thought that was a unique segment. And he makes Joe Biden. I mean, come on. <laughs> Doug Wilder's, what, 92, 93 years old? And he is still with it. He knows what's going on. You can't pull anything past him. And I just kept looking at him like, why aren't you the president? I'm not looking for a Democrat to be president, let me be honest. But if I had to pick one, like a Somebody above the age of 75 who's a Democrat who could be president, and I might have more faith in their judgment or at least their ability to be aware of what's going on and make smart decisions. I'd pick Doug Wilder over Joe Biden any day. (laughs) I mean, I'm telling you. So when we do another one of these Politics and Pints uh, productions, make sure you grab tickets fast because I I thought last night was really good. I'm a little biased since I was up on stage, but – One of the issues that came up is how anti-Semitism is apparently on the rise. And it's weird to me, you know, these college campuses where if you misgender someone, you get written up and you, you find yourself in front of the vice president for student affairs and you could be tossed out of school in a lot of places. I mean, oh, my goodness, you know, my pronouns are he, him, they, them. I mean, it's it's a weird um scenario where these colleges are allowing faculty and this DEI crowd to come in and kind of force thought on the students in a place where I thought the whole goal was to explore ideas and think critically and challenge uh, other people and listen to their opinions 
And in the end, after four years of that, you wind up as a well-rounded person who can hold your own in a conversation, hopefully think through problems without emotion. I mean, that's what I thought. It doesn't look like that's what they're doing now. And on these campuses, I don't know if you've seen the video, even up at Harvard Business School, they were all over this one Jewish kid. I shouldn't say kid, a Jewish student. He wasn't a child. He was an adult. And they wouldn't let him walk down the, the path on the campus. They were surrounding him, pushing him around like he was some sort of pinball. So we discussed, that was one of the topics we discussed last night with Howard Gutman. And... Um, I think it's concerning to everyone, and so I wanted to start out our conversation. The Attorney General of Virginia, Jason Miaris, is with us for his monthly uh, visit, and I appreciate you coming on, Attorney General Miaris. Um, what is what are you hearing, or what are you tracking at Virginia schools? I hope it's not as bad as what we've seen at some of the Ivy League Northern premier institutions, but. What are you what are you seeing in Virginia? And, and good morning to you and I appreciate you coming on. Morning to you. Morning to you, John. I mean, listen, I I had a conversation with a dear friend of mine yesterday who just shared she said, you know, this is the first time in my life I've been afraid to be Jewish in America. Really? And she's in her seventies. And uh, so I do think you are seeing an explosion of anti Semitism and then on college campuses. We've seen some of it for sure in Virginia, not as bad as what we've seen in Cornell and a couple other schools. I, I do think that the conflict is is going to go on for a while. And a lot of people are wondering, I've had several friends, friends of mine that are liberals saying, I just don't understand how this could be happening on college campuses, which mm-hmm. I don't think conservatives are surprised by this. No. We have been seeing a trend in college campuses and academia for a while where it has shifted from being liberal and academia has always been a little bit uh, left of center to just leftist. They've gone from liberal to leftist. And it really, it really is in many ways, almost like a neo-Marxist worldview that has gotten grips on our college campuses where they put everything under a power hierarchy and everybody, no matter who you are, you're labeled oppressor or oppressed. And it could be your sexuality, it could be your race, it could be your ethnic background, but everybody is simply put in this little bucket. And I like to say that the, the most heinous thing about uh, identity politics is it robs you of your individual dignity and responsibility. So that's the first thing. The other thing is they have a completely distorted view of what's happening in the Middle Eastern conflict, because Israel did in 2005 everything that the media and the left has asked them to, which is they gave land for peace. They pulled out of Gaza completely. They had previously occupied it. They pulled out of Gaza. They even went in and knocked down settlements from Jewish settlers and forcibly evicted them out of Gaza and turned it over back to the Palestinians. So they did exactly what the world has asked them to do. And what they got in return was Hamas was elevated in power and they started doing daily rocket attacks onto Jewish settlements and Jewish homes. And I've been to Sirot, one of the towns that have been hit so hard. And I could tell you, John, it is, it is unnatural to sit on a playground a child's playground and see bomb shelters. But yeah. that's what they were living with, daily rocket attacks. And people are, are shouting things like, oh, they need a ceasefire. There was a ceasefire in place. They had had a small conflict before back in, in 2018 and 2021. They had a ceasefire in place. And the people that broke it were, was Hamas, whose charter says, we value death more than you Jews love life. And they broke in October 7th, and they specifically targeted the innocent. They went into towns and they butchered babies. They raped moms in front of their children. They summarily executed and brought babies back into into uh, Gaza. And I think that we have these college st- students 
that that at a time when we need moral clarity, just absolute moral confusion, that are marching on college campuses saying, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Right. Well, here's my question. When you are saying that, John, what you are, literally you're saying is you're advocating for the destruction of 8 million Jews that live in Israel. Because what are you going to do with them? What do you mean by that? Right. What part of Pal- What are you going to do with 8 million Jews? Because the great irony in all of this, John, is when you look at the Middle Eastern conflict, it, it's a pretty it, it's analyzed and it's talked about, but it's not that hard to to look at how you solve it. No one wants to solve it, particularly on one side, because if if right now Israel was to lay down its arms and say we will fight no more, there would be a Holocaust, there would be a slaughter. But if Hamas, if the Palestinians were to lay down their arms and say we will fight no more, we will accept the two state solution, there would be peace tomorrow. And that shows you what we're dealing with. One side wants the other side wiped off the face of the earth. The other side says, we want to try to find a way to get to a two-state solution. But you are constantly attacking civilians, and you, and you walk away from it. They walked away from it at the Oslo Accords multiple yeah. times. They've had chances to have a two-state solution. They had a chance with Gaza. Gaza was turned over to the Palestinians to run themselves. The only thing the Israelis got in return was death and destruction. I think it's that really, analysis- really tragic. I think that analysis is correct, and I I witnessed it up close when I was living in the Middle East. I'm wondering what we do on college campuses, though, where we protect free speech, but we don't allow people to basically say, I want to kill you or to physically touch somebody. I mean, you and I. Uh, or we could hypothetically have a debate at, say, University of Virginia, where you just give you just uh, analyze the situation, and then somebody else got up and gave a different analysis of it, and then we let the audience decide. But if some if the other person stands up and says, "Well, you deserve to like uh, die like the Jews do," that seems to cross a line. What is what's the legal adjudication of that, and what role does your office have in trying to? figure this out in Virginia. Yeah, schools. we've been advising the college campuses on what is that line and, and, mm-hmm. and first amendment jurisprudence is, is, is interesting and complicated. So college campuses can in many ways, uh, in one ways regulate time and place, but not content. You could say no one is allowed to have any type of political march at all on the steps of the rotunda at UVA. But if you allow for one, as long as they follow whatever the procedure, you know, following the proper form with student activities, you have to allow it for all. However, free speech, as you often hear, you can't yell fire in a crowded um, theater. You also can't conduct yourself in a speech that's going to create eminent threat and harm to an individual. In other words, if somebody was to get up what you described and said, we now need to go kill, you know, all the Jewish students on campus or, or assault them. There you that go. Actually That's is a the line. That, 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 is not, that is not First Amendment protected okay. speech, right? That's yeah. an imminent threat of, of, of physical danger and harm uh, on, on a fellow student. And so what we're trying to do is educate all the universities and universities' councils where is the line. It also means that you can't allow a mob to come onto your campus that aren't students to suddenly march on campus um, shouting things as well. But this also is a moment I think is really important. These college presidents around the country did not lose their own First Amendment rights. And it is a problem we've seen in the last decade or two in higher ed where they view their they view the students not as students but as customers. You know, they're students. It yeah. is a privilege to be there. You also have a moment to have moral clarity to speak out. And we were all horrified at 2017 at the Unite the Right rally at, at Charlottesville when they, the bigots were marching through the campus with tiki torches shouting, 
the Jews will not replace us. And all of these college presidents condemned it, rightly so. Where are they now? Because I would argue you're having multiple, the, the equivalent of multiple Unite the Right rallies on some of these college campuses with some of what is being said. And so while it may be protected speech, these college presidents can provide moral clarity and I think part of the problem, they view these as simply customers and not students. So they're, they're students, intimidated for and some they need reason. to speak up. It's a very yeah, they odd need to speak up. dynamic. All right, two more things, and then i got to run. Uh, yeah. And you're not going to like my next question. And, and <laughs> I need to ask you about this UVA report. And I know what I've read in the paper is that you can't comment and, on, you, and you did not release it to the public because – of the client relationship you have with the University of Virginia. But speaking of UVA's president, I don't trust these people. And so I kind of feel like I need to see what was in the report before I get some regurgitated garbage from the leadership at UVA that I, you know, you don't you don't have to agree with me, but I don't trust them. So what 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 do you say to me when I throw that uh, at you? Well, <laughs> You know, you have to realize as as attorney general, every state institution also is a legal client of mine. And so I am I am um, I am uh, barred by state ethics and bar ethics from uh, revealing privilege information or communication uh, with my client. And so I have to uh, I'm also you know, I wear a lot of hats as attorney general and, mm-hmm. and I take an oath to uphold the, the, the Constitution of Virginia and the United States and enforce the laws of the Commonwealth of Virginia. I'm also a licensed member of the Virginia Bar. I have to be in order to do this job. But they and can't the, deep-six the this thing, can ethics, they? They, can, they can't um, deep-six it for the next six what, months what and I, say, what well... I, what, I can speak, what I can speak to is what they have said publicly and made public statements, which they have made public statements uh, that the, the information uh, from the report would be released to the public at the appropriate time. Mm. Uh, but again, this, this is, uh, this is communication they have and it is, uh, that's all I could say. Okay. That's, that's, well, I'll tell you what, if you were still a member of the house of delegates, I'd be all over you. Like you guys need to turn up the heat on these jerks <laughs> and make them do something. You know, they need to answer to the legislature if they're using taxpayer money for this. And I think we're going to find it. I don't know what your report says, but I think we're going to find out these guys screwed up big time. And there was a racial component in this and they need to answer for it. But I'll, okay. I, I, at least I got a chance to talk to you about it. I appreciate your openness real quick. I, I got to run. What do you think of the elections real fast? Last 30 seconds. Uh, last 30 seconds is uh, help Glenn Young and help myself. Uh, we need common sense Republicans and conservatives uh, in Richmond to push back on this far left agenda that we're seeing both yeah. on our college campuses and anti-police. And and there's a lot of really the great things we've done so far. There's a lot more great things we could do uh, if we have Republicans in control in the General Assembly. And I think people are desperate for common sense. And that's exactly what we've delivered so far. We want to continue to do so. The Attorney General of Virginia, Jason Mears. I Sincerely, I do appreciate that you come on and you subject yourself to my curveballs every month. Thank you no for problem. that. No problem. All right, thank Great you. Great to be with you, John. Thanks. It's 8.50. We'll be back with more in a moment. News Radio, WRVA.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.